Hey, Maggie. Hey, what? What grade did the pirate get in school? I don't know. What? High C's. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 163 and I am your host Stephen Dutzman. This is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-host come together to give parents and families the information they need to get their family game on. This week, it's a quiet night. It's a fireside chat, um, as we have done in the past, and it's me and my new BFF... My extra BFF and permanent co-host, Amanda Farrow, the managing editor of SuperParent.com and GameDaily.biz. Do you have any other titles you want to throw out there? I don't think so. That I mean, about, you, prob- you probably earned a few titles in World of Warcraft. I mean, we could just Maybe. throw those on. I don't um, even know. It's been years. Yeah. Um, did you quit before they added titles? I might have. Yeah. So who knows? Um They gave them retroactively, so you probably did earn at least one. So, um, today we're talking about video games. I know some of you are saying, again, video games. There's two reasons for that. Uh, One, um, Kingdom Hearts is out, and we wanted to talk about it. (laughs) We wanted to talk about it, um, and that really would have circumvented virtually any schedule. But also, uh, Toy Fair is very, very soon, and so, uh, and both myself and Amanda, and Linda will be there. Not necessarily, like, together, although I'm sure there will be a picture, at least. There um, will be. Although, man, my appointment schedule is filling up very, very quickly. Um, it's terrifying. Um, I have three appointments. That's it. That's, that's it? That's all I got so far. Okay, well, you can, if, if you are bored, you can come to mine. Um, <laughs> so, because um, I certainly could use a bodyguard. Um, so... The so yeah, it's video game week. Um, the, we we want to talk about Kingdom Hearts, but also we scheduled it for Kingdom Hearts, and then in the last forty eight hours, video games happened. Um, oh, so many. So um, we got. I'm just gonna throw out like the quick hits, just to like the little teasers of what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about Xbox Live coming to Nintendo Switch. The words that I just said are English and actually true. Um, they are. We're gonna talk about. Electronic Arts shadow dropping a new Battle Royale game. Um, in the Titanfall universe. In the Titanfall universe, which without Titans in it, which is stupid, but we'll get into that. Um, and I'll also explain what shadow dropping is if you don't know what that means. Um, and also, I finally got a chance to play Anthem after all of my shenanigans. And I found out that the problem that prevented me from logging into Anthem last week was entirely my fault. So those are our three topics. So I was complaining about EA on Twitter. You saw it, I'm sure. Um, And it was entirely my my fault. It had nothing to do with the Anthem beta. It was all about this guy. Two thumbs pointed towards me. So um, sound like fun? Yeah, let's do it. It's like a super wild ride. Before we get on the bus, though, um, I do want to take a moment to thank everybody for listening. Um, We hope the games you've been playing have been great. Um, Amanda and I have been playing Kingdom Hearts and have been very pleased. So um, it's going to be hard for you guys to top our gaming experience. Um, But maybe you're playing Kingdom Hearts too. I don't know. Um, But before we go too much farther than that, 
I do want to remind you that we want to make this podcast as interactive as possible. So please feel free to reach out to us at our Facebook page, which is engagefamilygaming.com slash Facebook or facebook.com slash engagefamilygaming because we're fancy. Um, and give us your comments, concerns, suggestions. Maybe you want Amanda to take, to take over as the host and you don't want to hear my voice anymore. Maybe that – listen, we'll at least entertain it. It probably won't happen. Um, but I'll at least think about it. Um, she'll take over for me when I am ill. Um, but, um, she can definitely do that. So, um, yeah, give us some suggestions. And if you really want to party with us, join our community. That's over at engagefamilygaming.com slash community. Uh, we have all sorts of fun in there. We have all sorts of fun in there and our community manager is coming back. Um, he has been off for six weeks. Because he is studying for an exam that I don't really know what it is. I think it's something to do with, like, nursing. Um, and it's very important that he do nothing but study because it changes his entire career. And he asked me if he could have some time off. And I said, dude, do you. Do you. <laughs> we'll hang out for a little bit. And I've been doing somewhat okay. But Jeff is a much better community manager than I am. So um, the party is going to get started soon. So you might as well get on. Um, yeah, those are my plugs and my housekeeping. It's time to go around the horn. Amanda, um, you played Kingdom Hearts. You are playing Kingdom Hearts, as am I. Am I. Currently, we are not finished. No, 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 we're not doing a spoiler cast, although yeah. I think we should do a spoiler cast at some point. We That'd are. Tila officially requested that. Tila, by the way, sends her regrets. She had to work tonight. Um, so it's an, she has an overnight inventory. I remember those days. Yeah. I used to have them at Best Buy. Yeah, so she is not at Best Buy, but she's at her at her work. Uh, she sends her best. Uh, but yes, we are absolutely going to record a Kingdom Hearts spoiler cast once we get it all finished. Um, I, um, well, I'm in Toy Story World. We all know Toy Story's in it. I'm in Toy Story World. Um, so what we're gonna, what we will do, folks, is we're gonna give our impressions. Um, we're not going to spoil anything. So don't worry about skipping ahead. Um, we're just going to talk about the things that we like and maybe some things we don't like if there are any of those. Um, Amanda, why don't you start? Um, do you have any glaring criticisms or do you just have praise to heap on it so far? I always have criticisms. That's kind well, of my job. Um, I mean, yeah, but you know what I mean. I do. I do. I wanted it to be a perfect game, but it is not a perfect game. It is not the Into the Spider-Verse of video games, sadly. No, it's definitely not. It's really not. But um, in terms of my criticisms, the big criticism that I have is the camera. The camera isn't as bad as in the original games. It's not nearly as bad as I've seen PlayStation 2 era games. But it's not what I want it to be. Yeah. And locking on to enemies is really still very frustrating. So that's my yep. biggest that's my yeah. biggest issue is the traversal's very good, so moving around the world feels good. Yep. And you know, warping around is great, but man, that camera. Yeah. Just such a buzzkill. Yeah. As um it's a PS it's a PS two ass PS two game with PS four graphics is what we're it's what we're dealing with. Kinda, yeah. Um it feels very much like a game that remained faithful to a design document written fifteen years ago. Um Yeah, you're not wrong. No, and you're not wrong. The, so That's the, probably might actually be the case. Nora is probably like, Yeah, I don't care. We're not improving. 
Well, um, th- this is my theory, and you know, and I think this is absolutely like they didn't spend fourteen years like iterating on this game, like changing it and saying, "Oh no, no, no we got to throw out this build. Let's do it better." No, they spent fourteen years just not getting it done. This was this this fourteen year development cycle. Um, is an issue with project management, not brilliance in design. Now, I love it's called scope creep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. Because Dude, there are so many mini games in this game that it had to have been at least a small factor. Uh, well, I mean, of course, that has to be some of it, but I think project management has to be the biggest problem. Because um, sure. uh, Tabata-san, my boy. Um, he was responsible for this and Final Fantasy 15, which I don't know if you remember. That game was well, in development for a minute. So, um, and by At a minute, a minute, yeah, and by a minute, I mean a decade. So, like maybe less than a decade, but still way too long. And so, it really feels like they they had a vision of what was going to be in this game, and they just didn't stick to a schedule. Um, and they didn't. Maybe they didn't have enough staff. I mean, it doesn't help that Kingdom Hearts was on the back burner for a very long time because they have one team that's responsible for Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, and they tried to split them, and it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Um, but um, it is very clear that project management was an issue there because um, it feels and plays like a PS2 game. With that said, it's a good-ass PS2 game. Um, it is super pretty. Um Everything that I have wanted to do with this game, like, I didn't expect to have, like, a, you know, like, branching conversations, like, in The Witcher. Like, that's not what I was playing this game for. Right? Like, no. I wanted to whack a dude in the head with a key while Goofy said Gorsh, and Donald attempted to heal me. Um, Donald actually does a fairly decent job of healing in this game. Um, did you? Yes. The healing is always on point. He hits me right as I'm about to die. It's They figured it out. Also, you have the option, and I am sure that you have to do this on the harder difficulties, where you can set his AI to not engage in combat and to yes. only support Sora. Yes. That's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the perfect balance for Donald, because otherwise he kind of just blows all his mana at the beginning of the fight because he's busy casting spells and it's just like, no, I need you to heal me. Yeah. Thanks there, Donald. Yeah. Um, the, the, everything that I've wanted to do, I've been able to do so far. Um, I've been in a handful of worlds. Um, the, they, they do exactly what they need. Um, I am, (laughs) I, I, I hung out. The biggest dream that I've had is to have, you know, like just throw all the characters at me, and they've been able to do it. Um, the in the first game, you can only have three characters, and um, I never used the guest characters ever because um, they weren't worth it. Because because nope. I had a good combo going. Because it's you know you you just get used to it. So I never used the guest characters. Kingdom Hearts two, they forced you to. They figured they were onto my schemes. Yep. They forced me to. Um, but three was just annoying. It was just not cool. Now it's just fine. You always have Donald. You always have Goofy, and then Don't you have, have people. Yeah, um, it's really, really great. And they're usually decent at, you know, in, in this game, being able to trigger those. Um, oh my goodness, what are they called when you press triangle? 
and you do those extra moves like it's just it's they're like the, just such fun combos oh yeah 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 i, I mean I, I know they have a name i can't remember but i can't remember you know, it off the top of my head but for, yeah these combos are great and you can trigger them so that you can do them with you know your guest characters which is great and they're flavorful um yeah. you know the you know like when you're in um tangled and you know rapunzel and flynn or and finn like wrap you up in her hair and like spin you around together um and then throw you up in the air and you like that's just so final fantasy but it's perfect um i i also really like and this is something that i never really experienced before um movement in combat is more fun. Like, I really felt like I was doing more different things, um, and it really comes down to um, you don't just have Keyblades anymore, because your Keyblades all transform into different things, and I thought that was going to be awful, right? When I when they announced it, I was like, okay, it's cool, except for the yo-yos, which I haven't gotten to yet. Um, and I'm like, the... Um, I, I'm, it's not Keyblades. I don't know that I'm going to like it. And then I realized that they force you to play in different ways, they give you different powers, and they're great for different situations, um, and once I realized that, and I and also realized they impact the way you move around the battlefield. Um, Intensely. It was amazing. Um, so this is, it is, um, so far, everything that I wanted. Um, all of the problems that I have are problems I knew I was going to have going in. Because um, they're very Kingdom Hearts 2 problems and yeah. problems that we've had with the franchise the whole way through. But yeah. I would absolutely agree with you. That was the first thing I said after I sat down after my first session with the game. And my partner asked me, well, what do you think? And I'm like, it's everything I've ever wanted in yeah. a Kingdom Hearts game. It exists in this game. Yeah, this is going to be my Kingdom Hearts game of the year. Right? Like, it's not going to be my game of the year. There's no way. Like, I'm sure something is going to come out. I mean, the only thing preventing it is because I really don't know what's happening later this year. But, right, like... No one does yet. Um, But we'll find out very soon. Yeah. But, like, the... um, But this is going to be my Kingdom Hearts game of the year. Like, it's just going to be right there doing its thing. And it's going to do its thing perfectly. Um, I just... I just gotta. I, I just want to finish it now so I can play War Groove. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people are feeling that way. Um, so that's Kingdom Hearts. Um, if you're playing it, I want to hear your thoughts too. So um, yes, hop on into thoughts. the community. As I have said before, don't spoil anything. Just share your thoughts and opinions um, because I will ban you. Because um, <laughs> if you spoil Kingdom Hearts no from your Amanda. Um, it'll be very sad. I've waited 14 years for this, but come in and talk. Literally the entirety of my adult life. Yeah. Well, that's because you're young. I was an adult, but, um, Eh, I'm an old lady at heart. Don't, don't sell me short. (laughs) Um, I I was going to make a short joke, but I can't really remember how tall you are. You were sitting down. So, um, five, six, I'm kind of short. Yeah. So, all right. So short joke incoming, (laughs) just, just assume it. So, Anyway, so that's Kingdom Hearts. I want to hear you guys' thoughts on it. I'm a huge fan, um, but I knew I was going to like it. Realistically, I knew I was going to love it even if it was bad. Um, Which, do you recall the... um, And I talked about this on um, Geeking with the Moms, I think. um, That... Uh, did you see the video uh, from the guy at Kotaku that said that it's the first ever unreviewable video game? Yes. And then he ironically was assigned to review it. (laughs) Um, yeah. That poor, poor guy. Um, 
I mean, I know that he said it was unreviewable as kind of a joke, but I think he's right because the reality is people who wanted to play it would have played it if it was a three. Like, I would have yeah, played Kingdom Hearts true. and likely enjoyed it if it was a three. Yeah, because you just, you need, we need that closure. Yeah. We need the closure for the story and we need the closure for the experience and the fact that we've been waiting so many years for a ne- for the last mainline game yeah. in this series because there are eight of them all together, but they're not all mainline there's just one two and one two and three so yes i would i would tend to agree that kingdom hearts 3 is the unreviewable game it's it's this weird impossibility where you'll have the fans of the series that are either going to unabashedly adore it and that's nothing will be able to change their minds no matter how terrible the game actually is yep or you'll have folks that have never really played a Kingdom Hearts game, and they're just like, what is this nonsense? Like, this is not modern era gaming. I don't understand what the appeal is. So, like, there's no real way to write a review. I mean, okay, I, I guess Allegra over at Polygon and ended up being able to write that review. She was a She is a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, and she wrote an exceptionally even-handed review. Um, and she actually didn't end up liking the game. So not as much as everybody else did anyway. I think they, I, I like it wasn't even something they recommended. Yeah, they don't. They, yeah, they don't score games anymore. They just give no. it a they give it a stamp. Um, they give it a yes or they give it a no, and they did not give it the yes. Um, but I think that her review is probably the most even-handed that we've seen from a dyed-in-the-wool Kingdom Hearts fan. Okay, so I. I mean, we we could navel gaze at the gaming press for. I'd rather not. Can we not? We could do that for hours. Um, but, I, but with that said, I think Jonathan Dornbush did a good job at IGN. He really I'll did. Yeah. I give him a, and I know he tried very hard to not be a fanboy. It's just hard. The problem is it's because everybody really who loves hard. it is a fanboy. And then there's the argument: should you have a fan write the review? And I think the answer is yes, because. They're the only ones that can actually objectively review it. You want to talk about objective reviews, you have to have a fan looking at it. There's no such thing as objective reviews anyway. Reviews are all subjective. You know what I mean. I know. But it's true. It's definitely something that's even handed, then yeah, you gotta go to a fan. Because for this especially not all the time, but Exactly. You don't like they're not gonna have you review Madden. Uh, no, they might have me review NF or NHL. That is so. specifically true, right? Like, but that—that's what I mean. I've done right? that. Well, of course you've. I couldn't imagine that life had gone this long without you reviewing an NHL game. <laughs> an NHL but, game, yeah. Um, but like, it's like me reviewing MLB The Show. Like, I I get it, but I don't really get it. I so, you get it from a logical perspective, but you can't get it as somebody yeah. who's in deeply invested in the series. Correct. And that's understandable. And the people that are going to want to play it are people that are already deeply invested in the series. Yeah. I actually think I, I actually think MLB The Show is the true unreviewable game. Um, because just... There's our hot take. Because it's an event. Well, I mean, because it's just an event. Like, it's just a part of the baseball season. But anyway, we could talk about that forever. Um, I should tweet at that guy from Kotaku and be like, no, MLB The Show is at the very least also an unreviewable game. So... Um, so that's Kingdom Hearts. Love to hear you guys' thoughts. Um, let's talk about some news, though. So we've gone around the horn. Um, well, we really, like, stopped at one part of the horn. Um, some of the other games I've played I can't talk about. Um, but, because I think Neither that's a problem. 
fine. Is that a problem that you and I are going to have every week? Probably. Not every week, but probably some weeks. <laughs> yeah, probably some weeks. But at least we could talk about Kingdom Hearts. Um, yes. So, news. So, um, there was a lot that happened in the last couple of days. Um, and we're not even going to touch all of it because some of it really doesn't matter to our particular audience. But I thought there were some things that people would at least be amused by. So, let's talk about this Xbox Live thing. So. Yeah. The, the quick details is uh, the Game Developers Conference is coming soon, um, and a panel was announced at the Game Developers con- Conference where uh, that was is going to be hosted or run by Microsoft, and they're going to talk about their plans to bring Xbox Live to additional platforms like phones and the Switch. Now, there obviously, since it's a panel, there's going to be more details coming, I would presume, because they're going to have between an hour to an hour and 15 minutes, maybe longer, to talk about it. Um, But And there's been a lot of talk about what it means, and I can't get a straight answer. So, Amanda, you run literally the the source for news for me, um, gamesdaily.biz. but I have abstained from re- reading any of this because I knew you were just... I was going to hear it right from you specifically. So okay. can you explain to me what the hell is going on? Because this doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. So what they're going to be doing at GDC this year, which I'm going to, which will be pretty cool. It'll be my second GDC. Um, they're going to be talking in detail about their SDK, their software development kit which is going to allow third-party developers to hook into Xbox Live on different platforms. Mm-hmm. This all you know, makes sense in terms of the broader scheme for Xbox and for Microsoft about gaming being for everybody and how Phil Spencer does not want Xbox to be limited to hardware because that's not, their, that's not the entirety of their bottom line. Um, at Xbox. It's not all hardware. A lot of it is software. And they want to be able to put their software pretty much anywhere. They're never going to have it on PlayStation because they had to, you know, badger PlayStation to do any kind of cross-platform play. There's no way Xbox Live is ever going to be on PlayStation. But it already actually exists on Nintendo Switch now. But it only exists with with, uh, Minecraft. Minecraft is um, cross-platform. So when you log into your Minecraft account on your Switch, you're actually using Xbox Live. So it already exists there. And it's already something that they've been testing out for a while. So what this may end up doing, because I can't say for sure, what it may end up doing is allow different kinds of games to be playable on different kinds of platforms. So it could be that we'll see Xbox Game Pass coming to Nintendo Switch at some point. So you can play things like Forza on your Switch. And that's pretty neat. They want to be able to give people the ability to pick up and put down their games on any platform that supports Xbox Live to be able to play your games anywhere. Which, again, is that is that tagline that Xbox has been touting for the last four-ish years for gaming being for everybody. Gaming for everyone. So... Some questions. Now, some of these I know the answer to, but I'm I'm just, you know, I'm interviewing you. Ooh. Um, Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I literally just did. Everyone Darn here, it. everyone listening knows. Oh, no. Everyone knows my plan. 
So, um, but like, but Microsoft like makes this console. They make yes. an Xbox, and they also make Windows that's installed on PCs. And it makes sense to want people to play games on the things that they sell or to game direct benefit from. They really don't get anything from Nintendo selling a Switch. So why would they be cool with their games being played there? Because they're, from my perspective, based on what they've been saying, based on how they've been talking about next generation, it looks like they're heading to more of a cloud gaming service-based model for their games. That's why Xbox Game Pass is going to be such a major player over the next 12 months, especially uh, in the lead up to whatever they end up revealing for the next generation, potentially the last generation of um, of consoles at Xbox. They care more about bringing the experience to more people and market saturation across a broader audience. So if they bring Xbox Live and Xbox Games to the Switch, which I don't know what the install base looks like versus so an install base is um, how many people have an Xbox versus how many people have a Nintendo Switch. I don't know what that ratio looks like, but I think that the Switch may end up edging out Xbox fairly quickly if they already haven't. So them getting their software and their their service, their paid service, their monthly service on as many platforms as they can, that's recurring revenue that they don't have to think about. They don't kind of market it all that much. They're just like, no, I'm just going to take your money on the monthly. That's fair. Um, and I agree with you for the record. Um, so... It's just it's just so crazy to think about it. So, but to give people some per, some perspective, um, Sega a long time ago used to make consoles. Sega. Exactly. Wow, that was actually really good. Um, so they we better not get a we, we better not get a hit on that. So um, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so Sega used to make consoles, and eventually. Um, they were not making enough money on their console, so they stopped making them. Um, right, and now years. they just make games. Mm-hmm. And now they're a game publisher. Arguably, whether or not they're good at it or not, still don't know. Well, they're also merged. Like they they have Atlas in there too, which is which is cool. And yes. Atlas makes pretty cool games. I would say that it is very likely that we would say that they make good games. Um. Now, when they were just Sega, they really well. Anyway, my opinions on some of the old Sega games. Um, hot take. That's just that's not even a hot take. That's that's because I'm not out of the ordinary when I say that some of the stuff they used to make was trash. Um, I, I never really played any Sega games, to be honest. I, I was a Nintendo fangirl yeah. for like almost the entirety of my childhood. So there's not a hot take. You didn't miss much. So. Um, and I say that it's as someone who owned a Genesis. Um, although Shining Force is sick, and everyone must play it. Um, everyone. Um, if for nothing else, because it's a happy strategy role-playing game about the end of the world. Everyone is you so really happy. I like SRPGs. They are my favorite. Yeah. Oh, if you really like them, then you need to play Shining Force, because it was one of the first. Um, it was so good. And everybody's so happy. And, like, the healer's got a giant nose. It's really good. Um, Aww. Did you, did you end up getting a, a code for the Sega Genesis collection? I did not. I didn't request one. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so, sure that if I went and I poked at Sega PR, they'd give me something, but I don't want to poke at them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe you'll win one in a giveaway or something down the road, or it'll be on sale on Steam. It yeah. It's really good. 
Um, okay. But it's okay. in the Sega collection. That's really what it is. Because I think it's the cheapest way to get Shining Force 1 and 2 right now is in that collection. Okay. Because um, it's on phones, but, like, it's just not the same. Because um, they didn't fi- they didn't actually give it a touch interface. It has virtual controls. Like, if it had touch interface, it'd be fine. Um, but that's what I mean. It's in the Sega collection. It's really the only thing that makes it worth it. Um, okay. IMO. So, but the... Anyway, back to the sidetrack aside, they uh, Sega used to make consoles, then and now they just make games. This is almost to the point where Microsoft could kind of have the best of both worlds, where yes. they would have the advantage of being able to kind of focus on their software with all 15,000 of their first-party developers that they just bought. Um, yes. And they could also make there hardware. There are so many studios. Yeah. Yes. And they could still Absolutely. make their own hardware, which people, which is still popular, and they could still leverage all that because Microsoft is they make hardware. They do, and the best thing about this is that when you aren't putting all your eggs in one basket, you're able to withstand if one of those baskets ends up getting crushed by external market forces. In this case. Right. Like if there's a recession, heaven forbid if there's a recession, but if there's a recession or if there are problems with um, your your production pipeline, with your hardware, if something goes wrong there, if it's just not selling well, at least you have that recurring revenue that'll be able to shore up your your bottom line so that you can continue doing what you're doing. Well, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Microsoft's never had a production problem with any of their consoles ever. Never. They've never had a production problem. Yeah, that's Never. not. That's not true. Not the case. I would yeah. tell that to Phil, like right to his face. Yeah. Oh, they absolutely <laughs> did. That was that was uh, that was sarcasm. They absolutely so had a production sarcasm. problem. So, um, to this to this day, I've never bought a 360. I still don't own one. Um, I had an Xbox 360 Elite. Was that after they fixed it? That was after they fixed it. We had an original Xbox, but that sucker red ringed like you wouldn't believe. For or those you would believe. For those listening, I absolutely believe it. That's why I don't have one. For those that don't know, for those that are relatively new, the Xbox 360 had a problem with it where it was not soldered correctly, so um, it would eventually overheat and melt the soldering that held some of the chips together, and the the front of the machine would turn red instead of green, um, which means, dude... I did, and uh, and that was nothing a, you can do to save it. There was like a what was it at one point like a two out of five or something like that. It was something crazy. Some yeah, the ratio was enormous with yeah. the original Xbox 360s. Yeah, it was really it was really glad when they fixed fixed that manufacturing problem. They didn't have the same kinds of problems with the Xbox One, thankfully. No, but the Xbox One. I, I mean, I the the there it was is also a terrible launch. But. Yeah, they had. I mean, the, the, maybe they're gonna get something right. So they will. Um, they have Phil Spencer. Phil Spencer knows what he's doing. He is a smart guy. Um, okay, so 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 this is we're gonna, obviously we're going to find out more details at GDC. Um, yeah, it sounds I'll like be in on that panel. Yeah, it sounds like that's going to be one of the bigger pieces of news that we're expecting out of GDC. Although everything is up in the air. Who the heck knows? But um, everybody's going to be prepping for that story um, coming out of it. I'm sure that we'll end up having a whole podcast all about all the cool things you saw while you were out there Absolutely. and, and some of the things you did while you're out there. Um, cause I'm sure you're going to have all sorts of fun out in sunny California. So, um, so that's Xbox. Let's talk about EA cause EA is having some, some minutes right now. Um, most people that are casual fans know EA as the people that make the sports stuff and the yes. people that make the battlefield go. Um, 
if you and listen the to this, plants the and the plans for zombies, which they actually said on their earnings call today, the plans for zombies isn't going away. Um, not to steal your thunder, but like, man, how excited am I? Plants vs. Zombies They're isn't good dead. Games. Um, good but the, games. the only issue I have is they said Plants vs. Zombies and not specifically Garden Warfare. They just said PVZ, but and which means like I really don't want them to put out another like crappy mobile game because PVZ two um was like a free to play mobile game and it was, it was eh. and it wasn't all that great. Whereas like, no. listen, just put out Plants vs. Zombies on. Steam and you know just charge us ten dollars and oh well of course it's gonna be on the switch you kidding me just call me when it's on the switch just yeah call me when it's on switch okay I see what you did there um um so (laughs) should I call you should I call yeah I know I was I was I wasn't just gonna I wasn't gonna just name drop all over the place Um, I will. (laughs) You well, you can, but it's not name dropping when I do it. It's name dropping because you know him. Um, Ish, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's different. Um, So, all right. So EA does a bunch of stuff. Um, Yes, you know, fans of the show know that they also do Star Wars. Occasionally, (laughs) they do Star Wars stuff. Um, But they own a company called Respawn. Respawn was responsible for Titanfall, which if you followed my writing before, you know I reviewed Titanfall 2 for Pixelkin.org back in the day. Um, and I loved it. Um, because you could be you could jump in a robot who was your friend. Magnum opus of a single player campaign. I have yet to see its equal in a triple A first person shooter campaign. Titanfall two was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I devoured it. It was so good. Yeah, Titanfall two really good. Unfortunately, it didn't sell very well. But I know. Um, but that but was kind of their fault. By its own, it's not their fault. They they were launched in between two really 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 big games that they yeah. had no business being launched um, between. Fun fact: um, I had to review Call of Duty Infinite and Titanfall two and oh. Battlefield. Um, oh. oh and two weeks prior, I had to review um, uh, Watch Dogs 2. Um, and Final Fantasy came out around the, all that, too. Final Fantasy oh, 15. That's right, yeah. But Final it's Fantasy 15 was my reward. December. Yeah, was my that reward. was a December game. Yeah. So, um, so, anyway, that's just me reminiscing the hell that was reviewing all those games. So, um, EA owns Respawn. They made Titanfall. Um, and they're not making Titanfall anymore, but they're staying in the Titanfall universe. And over the weekend, well, specifically yesterday, we're recording this on Tuesday. On Monday, they shadow dropped a new game. Now, by shadow drop, I mean literally they released a game and announced it on the same day, which is outside of like mobile, <laughs> not something that you do. Normally, there's like PR buzz and there's a preview events and there's e there's there press was con- one of those there was yes definitely one of those non-traditional at the very least mm-hmm. it was like fran mirabella and a bunch of twitch streamers all went to a room um yeah. and so but that's interesting because they didn't go to the press they went to straight up influencers mm-hmm. um which we wrote about on game daily biz today. i know you did i read it Ooh. um so one of your clicks was me um yes. so so, hey, whatever. So that means I'm valuable. I have 20%. Always, um, always valuable. So they put out this game called Apex Legends. Now, um, overall, 
Apex Legends is a free-to-play battle royale game that features um, where the big hook is that um, instead of kind of a nameless generic soldier like in PUBG or in Fortnite, you are one of up right now eight heroes a la Overwatch. I think Overwatch is a reasonable comparison. Absolutely. That is the comparison I would definitely be drawing or uh, Rainbow Six Siege would probably yeah. be the other one. So, so, I mean, so combining Battle Royale, which is a genre. It is um, now a genre. And hero shooters, also a genre. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like, I, it, honestly, it's not something I saw coming, which is really kind of funny because you would think that it would be kind of natural, but I just didn't think anybody was going to do it. Um, I didn't think there was a way to do it, but they have figured it out. The way they do it essentially is um, it, you're forming squads of three. Um, it is a team-based. Uh, you can't really do it solo. Nope. You, I think you can, but you're solo queuing with no fills. And so you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're essentially looking for pickup groups, and that that never goes well. Yeah. So my kid who I don't know why he's still awake is telling me that apparently you can solo squad and literally not allow it to fill so you are all by yourself apparently one of them tried did you actually do this or are you just saying that you can I'm just saying that it's not called solo queuing what you said is called solo squad oh okay thank you for correcting my language but we don't know that you can do that was Evan able to do it all right, so you think you can. Um, I'm going to trust you on this more than I trust a 10-year-old, Amanda. Well, I don't know because I haven't tried queuing up by myself to try and, you know, solo I will game, try but... tomorrow, and I will tell you. Awesome. Because um, I think it would be interesting. With that said, um, it's designed to be in a group of three. So if you're going in by yourself, you better be like a shark. Um, you better or... be an amazing player because you are going to get ripped apart by three-man teams, yeah. um, so but the, the cool part is, they're you know, in your within your squad, you can't have repeat characters. However, the characters can repeat upon other squads, obviously, yeah. because there's only eight, <laughs> there's only eight heroes now. But they've already given us a lot. Not launch. heroes of the storm. Yeah, they're gonna give us more guys. I mean, there's gonna be more characters. I mean, sure, but they're going to be behind a paywall. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, of course they are. This is electronic you arts. Make money somehow. Exactly. Um, and you know what? I'm okay with it. Um, the the characters are only like seven fifty for the two that are in there right now, so I'm okay with it. Um, so I have not played it myself. I watched my oldest play it. Um, because he really wanted to get behind the controls, and so I sat next to him while he played. Um, I thought it looked great. Um, and he really latched onto it and was figuring it out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I you said that you actually got on the sticks on this game um, over the uh, well, not over the weekend, but yesterday. How did you feel about it? Well, battle royale games are challenging for me. I'm like this panicky little bird of a gamer. <laughs> I don't like playing with other people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up playing with Mike and our our friend Adam, and it was it was really enjoyable. I mean, even though I was, you know, taken out relatively quickly, the loot that drops is meaningful. You're making meaningful decisions about where you're going on the map. The fact that you can ping and acknowledge a ping with just a click of a button, just a mouse click. You don't have to touch the keyboard or anything like that. 
that it's a it's a wheel click um, to let somebody know that you're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead to that waypoint that you set or I'm going to set this waypoint and wait for my squad to acknowledge me so that we can go ahead forward. Uh, there's just enough balance between cover and open terrain. There's enough variety in the building types and in the different kinds of weapons that you're picking up. It was it was really interesting. And I played a number of the characters just to see what they were like. And they're all very different from one another. There's a number of different things that you can do, another number of different things that you can do within the squad as well, because it's all very complimentary, especially if you're not you're not picking the same types of characters because they have they have classifications that you can just take a look at, like, oh, this one's support and this one's gonna be more DPS. So more mm-hmm. damage, more damagey. Um, and this one's kinda tanky. So you know, I I enjoyed myself. I had some technical issues with it where I didn't end up getting to play nearly as much as I wanted to. But what I did play, I was impressed with. It's exceptionally polished. And of all the Battle Royale games that I've played, or the Battle Royale modes within games that I've played, I think this is potentially my favorite. It's just, sure. It's, it's respawn. It's just, it feels really good. Traversal feels good. The gunplay feels really good. Um... It's just, yeah, it just it's exceptionally polished for a game that that dropped the same day that it was announced. Which is insane, by the way. For I don't something think something like this, yes. Um, but you know, I read, uh, you know, something. I don't know if they were supposed, if the the guys from Respawn were supposed to say this, you know. But then again, this doesn't really seem like it has a very well manicured PR plan. But they said like we were bought by EA, and the first game we put out was a free to play game with loot boxes in it. So we thought maybe we should just not have a big long marketing campaign where people could pick the game apart um, and we just put the game out. And you know what? I can't really argue with that because – No, I can't either. They would have sat I in front of – a very, very smart marketing campaign yeah. to, you know, to lean on influencers, which has made Battle Royale into what it is with these mm-hmm. very popular streamers because Battle Royale is really watchable and it's very exciting to – to participate in but it's really exciting to watch too mm-hmm. watching your favorite people you know wander around the map and do their best to um to win so yeah it's it's they made some interesting calls the leaning on influencers thing makes a lot of sense for battle royale yeah uh shadow dropping a game like this also made a ton of sense because then there is no way there's very little chance for it to become a battle of what you think your impression is going to be versus what your actual impression is actually ends up being. Yeah. Because you can do it on the same day. It's like, oh, it's a free-to-play battle royale game. Why would I want to play this? Oh, actually, this game is incredibly polished and fun. Yeah. Um. Speaking, we'll talk. Speaking of uh, impressions versus expectations, we'll talk about Anthem in the next segment. So, um. The, I think, just imagining it, right? Like, if you assigned me as a beat reporter to go interview these guys, right? I'm going to go and I'm going to ask them questions like, okay, so you're making a free-to-play game. How are you making money? And they're going to have to tell me those loot boxes. And if somebody, if, if I, as soon as I wrote an article for your site that said, um, EA is producing a free-to-play Battle Royale game with loot boxes. Um, The first comments are going to be like, oh, EA obviously jumping the Battle Royale trend 
before they could get it into their into Battlefield. LOL. Um, and oh, loot boxes again. This is trash. It's just a cash grab. Blah 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 sure. blah blah. Sure. And so, like the the fact that they just sidestepped all of that crap and earned. They did. I think they at the very least started at neutral goodwill. I don't think EA yeah. gets goodwill, but I they think they started at least anymore. neutral. Um, mm-hmm. and replaced it with hype. Um, they had a yeah. mi- they got a million players in a, it less than eight hours. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was about eight hours. They they hit their million player mark. It was pretty exceptional. And Twitch today um, had some major streamers on with huge numbers. Like yep. we're we're talking tens of thousands, if not in the hundred thousand of concurrent viewers. What? So, it yeah, they they really knocked this launch out of the park. I mean, I I'm impressed with how quickly it came together, and that we didn't hear hide nor hair of this for the entirety of the development cycle. Yeah, right? Like I we I all assu- we we all assumed that they were working on Titanfall 3. Titanfall I was like, 3. I thought they were making Titanfall 3. Um so just for sake which, of which which they are, that is still in their plan. Um the my God, I don't remember his official title, but Vince tweeted out today that, yes, we are still going to make Titanfall 3. This doesn't cannibalize Titanfall um, in its entirety, but it does push out the development cycle because they are working on a Star Wars game at the same time. Yeah, they get, man, they got, I mean, they're big. That, I mean, that's the they thing are, about Respawn is they're a big studio. team. Um, so it's worth mentioning, um, currently on Twitch, Apex Legends is at almost 300,000 viewers right now. Yeah, they were at 310 earlier today, so they've they've remained fairly steady, wasn't it? 310. Yeah, it was. It it was over 300 consistently for most of the day, and realistically, it's within the margin of error, right? Like, what's what's a couple? You know, what's 20,000? I mean, it's. Um, let's see here. What what's the? It is the most viewed game. Okay, well, forget about everything else. Um, it has almost three times the viewership of Fortnite. If you were, I don't think that's happened since Fortnite exploded. I mean, yeah, no, I don't think anything, maybe occasional blips, but nothing that sure. crazy. Something might have competed with it, but probably not. But not um, necessarily unseated it. Yeah. Because the biggest streamers out there, the streamers that are now, by the way, streaming Apex Legends, these yeah. are former Fortnite, PUBG exclusive streamers. Like, And that's what they did. Yeah. You know, Ninja's Fortnite and Doctor Disrespect is is PUBG, and I think Lupo is also PUBG. Yeah. But these are really, really big influencers. That yes, they were paid, and let's make this very, very clear: influencers are paid to hype games. They are paid to influence the market. So they are paid to play these games for certain periods. Well, of I time. mean, bought and paid for it worked. Um, it worked. It absolutely worked. A million players in less than eight hours? That's bonkers. But this is also Respawn. Respawn has an incredible pedigree. Both Titanfall games are critically acclaimed, even if they were more cult hits than anything else. They yeah. didn't sell fantastic. The first one sold, I think, fairly well, but the second one ended up getting completely cannibalized. Yeah. I also, I mean, I love the first the single-player story. But mm-hmm. I also it does it sma- it, it it tastes to me or tasted to me like 
you know, if you're going to be a thing, be a thing. Um, and sure. adding the single-player story, as awesome as it was, um, it felt to me like, you know, like you had a thing. Just do your thing um, and be the multiplayer game. Um, and In the you first know. one, you mean, not like the second one. Yeah, the like they were in the added. first one. No, what I yeah. mean is if you're going to be a single play, if you're going to be a multiplayer only game, I think the, I think, I think do it and just be that guy. Um, but they obviously didn't want to. No. Um, and they came back with Titanfall two, which as we said, or as I said, I, unbelievable campaign. I'm not going to say best ever. I think that might be a little, for a triple H shooter. I think it probably is. I mean, I guess it, I don't know. I'm just not ready. I also didn't play modern warfare. And I've heard that the Modern Warfare single-player campaigns are yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's beyond the scope of our podcast talking it about <laughs> talking about AAA first-person shooters. Um, so Apex Legends, it's rated T. Um, I did, um, you know, we're gonna have a parents guide for that going up soon. Uh, I was gonna write it last night, but I I literally fell asleep at the keys, literally. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to bed. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about how they make money and what their future is and what the game is like. But I, one of the things I did uh, while our oldest was playing and I was watching is I asked the general to watch also um, so she could provide some of her critique. And she has a few very specific nits to pick. Um, so here we go. Uh, um, so the first one is... Um, it's rated T, um, and she was confused as to how, um, and a lot of it is there is more blood in this game than I was expecting when I when it was announced and when I saw it. Um, for most folks, it's probably uh, not perceivable, but we pay a lot of attention to blood <laughs> in the games that we play in this house because I run a website about family gaming, um, so I'm extra sensitive to it. Um and so, um, also, I wasn't at the sticks, so I had the advantage of not being distracted by people shooting at me, because um, that is a distraction. There's no way around it. Um, so, um, so that was a concern, um, just because for me it was unnecessary. Like I, did, I think the game would have been perfectly fine um, if without it. And that's my, that is my criticism of any game that includes mm-hmm. it. It's like, okay, if you're ba- Battlefield 1, you're going for realism. Obviously, there needs to be blood. Call of Duty is going for a specific look. Um, there wasn't a lot of blood. There really wasn't a lot of blood in the original um, games in this franchise, in Titanfall. Titanfall was not bad. Um, and yet, somehow, this, like, cartoonier one that was, like, it's just a little... It was a little bit much, um, and so that kind of bugged me, um, okay. and that kind of bugged her. Her other one, and this is a very specific nit, um, and I only mention it because I find it interesting, and I wanted to hear some of your thoughts on it. She really didn't like the way that people healed themselves or other people. Did you notice that? Um, yeah, I, n- I mean, I healed myself, and I so, definitely healed other people. So she... Um, and maybe it was just the robot that did it. Um, but uh, the fact that it was all just jamming needles just felt a little oh, bit. I didn't notice that. Yeah. The way you heal is by like injecting yourself in like your like it was very. I'd rather just apply bandages. Yeah. I mean, well, and that was again, like, you know. But yeah, there is a there is an item that you pick up now that I think about it that is like shaped like a needle. It's yeah. true. 
So she just thought that in 2019, needles were a little bit, needles were a choice. And sure. maybe they shouldn't, maybe they didn't necessarily need to make that choice. Now, with that said, those were some very specific nits. She, the way she described it, she, she doesn't particularly like it, but she doesn't not like it either. Um, you know, the, uh, she's not banning it from the house at this point. Um, you know, it's not, and by banning it from the house, you know, preventing the boys from playing it. Um, you know, obviously I can, you know, I'm a big boy. I can play games if I want, but, um, she let me, if, if I can play the Witcher, I can play these things. Um, so, um, but you know, for the kids, you know, specifically Evan, you know, we were very careful as far as what Absolutely. shooters they be. can play, which is not only reasonable, it's kind of what we should be doing, right? Like there's, there's enough variety out there that like, if, if their goal is, listen, I just want to play a game with a gun in it, man, listen, we got choices. Um, it's, if there was only one game with guns, then you wouldn't have a choice. And then it's a different decision, but because there's so much variety, we have choices. So, um, we're still going to play around with it. Um, he really enjoyed it. Evan did. Um, he's not the Fortnite guy in this house. Jake is our Fortnite guy. Jake's the dude that's asking for the ninja hoodie. He dyed his hair blue. Um, yeah. Um, have you seen? I mean, no judgment. I I mean, I, yeah, you, yeah, I was like, I was like, what are you doing making faces about colored hair? Um, no, it was the ninja thing. Oh, he, my, my, um, my youngest, uh, he really likes ninja. Um, and some of ninja's challenges, are not things that 10-year-olds perceive. It's true. Um, And in order to discourage him from enjoying Ninja, I would have to explain these things. And right now he's 10, and Ninja's just a dude who plays Fortnite, and I'm going to let him be that for now, Um, if you know what I mean. like. Sure, yeah. Dude, I'm not criticizing your choices. Oh, I'm just explaining. Um... (laughs) I mean, the, it's one of those, it's the, one of those like ethical consumption things. Like really, like I can't get mad about stuff while I'm talking on my iPhone. Like, so it's, he really, and you know what? Um, he is, you know, but he loves Fortnite and is all in and talking about it. It also makes it so that Fortnite and consuming Fortnite media is the only currency that matters to him. So when he is not good, and he loses oh. Fortnite. Like, for example, he lost Fortnite for February. Oh. It affected him. Deeply. Um, yes. He was not pleased to find out that he lost Fortnite and the watching of Fortnite on YouTube for February. Um, he was very... He had a bad day. <laughs> he had oh, a bad right day. Um, so... Yeah, so um, that's what's really interesting. I, I, I want to see what happens. Right now, obviously, Apex is the new hotness. There are obviously influencers who are being paid. Um, and good, that's their job. They are doing their job. Um, you know, yep. people bemoan that, but the reality is that it's advertising, um, and they are being paid to do their work. Um, and hopefully they're enjoying themselves. I like to think that they're enjoying themselves a little bit. Um so, and they probably are. I'm going to have to try this game. So maybe next video game podcast, I'll share my thoughts. Um, it's worth noting, guys, Very I'm nice. terrible at video games. So this is going to be really bad. Because um, this game feels like you have to be good to really play it. And I'm bad. 
I'm very um, bad at this game, but even I'm enjoying it, so. So speaking of games that I am very bad at, I got to play Anthem. Wait, and you're I am, bad at Anthem? Oh, I'm bad at everything, dude. <laughs> um, have, hashtag Steve is bad at games is like a thing. We're going to make t-shirts. I'll send you one when we get it made. I have a designer working on okay. it right now. Um, so yeah, hashtag Steve is bad at games. I am terrible. Um, so I played Anthem. Did you play Anthem? I definitely played did Anthem. Did you play I a lot Anthem of Anthem? Over... Yeah, I did. I finished all the all the story bits in the demo. Wow. It was very okay. exciting. So um, I want to hear your thoughts on Anthem first before I say things. Before you say things? Yeah. Okay. So I used to be a big Destiny fan. I'm okay. not really much of a Destiny fan anymore. Um, I kind of lost me. After the Taken King. So, bye, Mike. Mike is now leaving the room. Um, so, I, I've been kind of looking for something to scratch that Mass Effect meets Destiny meets, I don't know, Dragon Age. That is a very specific feel. itch. It's a That's very, a very, very specific, specific itch. itch. So, when I first booted up Anthem, it didn't work. Like the first, the VIP demo, and this is something I wrote about on Game Daily, is you know it wasn't VIP. There was nothing VIP about that. It wasn't anything even IP about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it was, it a, was a hot mess. Beta. It was a legit closed beta, and that's fine. Um, it, but it barely worked. So I didn't get much of an impression of it the first weekend. I because I had connection issues and there were server problems, and then I had technical issues with my graphics, my my GPU. Um, but this past weekend, I spent a lot more time with Anthem, and I gotta tell you, there is nothing cooler than the traversal, the movement, the vertical movement in this game. Flying is just mwah. It is, it is so good. It feels so good, and you can, like, dive down underwater and just pop back up and you're fully cooled off and the kinds of things that you can do in the air as an interceptor because I played as the scout class so that means I moved faster I was far more maneuverable but I was also ultra squishy so I had a ton of fun with it I had a ton of fun with the gunplay it felt great it was very it felt very Mass Effect like the way Mass Effect 2 felt um, but there's no cover it's not a cover yeah. shooter or anything like that so there's just a lot of moving around and a lot of using your your javelin's jetpack in order to move up and take aim and then moving back out before you end up, you know, falling back down to the ground. Um, man, what a cool game. It's unlike anything I think I've ever played. That The flying in this game, unbelievable. Never experienced anything like it. I have a lot of very positive feelings about Anthem. Okay. Me too. Me too. Okay. It's cool if you don't, though. No, Tell but I do. Okay, so here's here's the thing. The, so this is a game I'm absolutely buying, right? Like, I am 100% buying this game, and I'm 100% Same. playing it. Um, my problem um, is 100% that um, you could not restart the demo once you started it, yeah. which means if your 10-year-old boots it up and does the tutorial... You can't go back and do it. 
Oh, no. So I had to learn all of the controls in mission. Now, because there's no YouTube videos like telling you how to play yet, because the game ju- literally just, Dude. it's not even, it, I can't even say it just came out. It It's coming out in three weeks. It's um, true. That wasn't even day one. That was day minus 28 or something exactly. like that. <laughs> so, um, now he, he, tried it and I found out he tried it and I was like, Hey, that's cool. I figured I could just replay the tutorial. Like maybe there was like some option in the menu to my knowledge. There is not. Um, no, I don't think there is. So, I mean, why would they give you that option? Um, so, um, and I didn't think to go like free roam to like figure it out. No, I'll just go do a mission. How bad is it? Well, when you don't know how to use the controls, you accidentally log into a hard mode, um, stronghold, um, as oh, without even knowing the controls. So, um, oh, it was, I'm so sorry. it was a very challenging experience for a while. Eventually I figured it out. I literally turned off my Xbox. I was like, I can't figure out how to even leave. So I felt bad for my team. And I was like, I've got to leave. Hopefully they'll replace me. Um, cause I felt very bad for these dudes or ladies. I don't know these people. Um, I felt very bad, very, very bad. So, okay. um, so eventually I figured out how to play the game and the thing that caught me off guard the most, and this is going to sound really stupid. You're going to be like, wow, Steve, how are you uh, a podcaster? Like, how do you, I didn't realize how important the gunplay was going to be. Um, I like, I knew there were guns. Yes. Right. Um, but I just didn't realize like how, I don't know. I just assumed that there would be more Iron Man and less, Commander Shepard. And it was a okay, little bit... this is Bioware we're talking about. I, <laughs> I know. And I think some of that is just because I put on blinders. That's um, okay. And I just wasn't really thinking deeply about it because I was like, whatever, I get to be Iron Man. I really don't care what else I do. Like, yeah, if, sure. if combat was resolved by a match three puzzler, I probably would still do it. By the way, <laughs> EA, free idea for a mobile game. Anthem... Like a chibi anthem match three puzzler, we would oh do it. Oh my goodness, how cute would that um, be? Especially once we get some more iconic designs for the javelins, you know damn well we would play a chibi um, match three puzzler for anthem. Um, in fact, I would play it right now. Um, so um, I just didn't realize how I don't know. I just didn't realize how important it was going to be. Now, once I get the got used to it, um, I thought it was fine. Once I really got into like some easy mode, like got my like figured out what all the buttons did, um, and got into the loop. Oh, the loop was, is so sad. Uh, the loop was really good. Like for the folks listening, basically, um, you get in your javelin, you launch to a mission, it match makes you with people, or you can play with friends, um, and then you complete it. The missions are not super long unless you're doing a stronghold or unless you're really bad, um, and um. Once it's done, you go to, like, a victory screen, a la Overwatch, um, mm-hmm. and they give you your experience, um, and you earn different experience based on not only, you know, completing the mission, but also the way you completed the mission yes. and different achievements that you did, um, which... And when if I- you're grouped up. <laughs> yes. Like, they they give you a lot of rewards, and accolades for how you complete on each mission, and then you gain experience, and the, that makes you more powerful, and like any other role playing game, and then you get to open your loot, um, and then you go back to your base, you re equip everything, and um, 
you have, you know, multiple guns and, you know, like, grenades and a special weapon and a whole bunch of other armor pieces, all of which um, are, you know, like, customizable to the point where maybe you're going to go on a mission where you need to be a sniper, and so you're going to have all this stuff, and then you're going to maybe... So it's going to give you... And I love tinkering with gear. That was my favorite part of World of Warcraft. I was a healing paladin that wore a dress. Oh, nice. Um... That was back before they made, they knew how to make uh, items for paladins. Um, so like that was my favorite thing to like build gear sets, and this absolutely feels like it's gonna scratch the gear set itch that Destiny did not do, because no, Destiny was so min maxi. Yeah, um, and really that you didn't, it didn't, it never felt like you had choices specifically because the items that did different things were exotics and you're limited on how many exotics you can have. Whereas here, every little piece of of gear impacts statistics, um, even in a minor way. Now, admittedly, we were probably, we weren't looking at like end game gear, but it gave a, it definitely showed you the direction the game was going to go. Um, and beyond that, the, the different javelins all do very different things. So, so what did I, you end up playing as? I only got to play as the, the, the starter one, oh, okay, the, the ranger. It. I really didn't get to play a lot. I probably played for about two to three hours. Um, okay. and about an hour of that was failing in one stronghold on hard mode. But it was it was frustrating. But I was not not having fun. I just felt bad for my team, um, because like they were they were trying to help me. They tried, but I also I mean I, that's wonderful. That speaks great. to the quality of the community already. Well, kinda. I mean, it's a demo, but um, because we don't know. But we presume that they're also going to buy the game. But so um, I really enjoyed it. This is. This is another T-rated shooter, and I think this is a really, and this is something that it's I talked a solid about. T, though. Y- y- yes, yes, um, but I would, and I showed this to the general, and she agreed. We would prefer, and you know, from a from our perspective, and even from her, who she is more conservative on this rating than I am. Um, you know, she you know ranked Anthem as better than Apex Legends. Um, Probably not wrong. And, and a lot of that is because most of the combat is done in a hulking suit of armor, and there are numbers that pop up when you shoot things as opposed to blood splatter. Because yes. um, this is a straight-up role-playing game. This is, you, know what the, you know what Anthem really felt, me like, felt like? Um, it really felt like Iron Man was in Borderlands. Um, but it was Mike taking itself... Borderlands too. Yeah. Um, but it takes itself a little bit more seriously than Borderlands ever did. Um, cause it's, you know, and you don't have the gear problem where you're stopping every 10 seconds to be like, Oh, look, I got a new gun. You just get it at the end now, which yeah. is great, which is really a great way to deal with it. Um, totally. so this is coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, I will be playing it. We will certainly be talking about it more on podcasts. Sure. Um, once I get my streaming set up, I'll probably stream it a little bit uh, for daddy downtime. Um, I just have to get that back. Um, this is one of those games that I, I, I was incredibly hyped for. I am still incredibly hyped for, but I think I am just more realistic with my understanding of the game. And so I sound negative, and I think that's just because it's late. Um, I'm So if you want to hear more of my thoughts, um, I did record a uh, special episode today. 
of the uh, EFG Daily Commute. You can find that at engagefamilygaming.com slash commute. Um, and listen to that. I did. I talked, actually, about both Apex Legends and Anthem. I will probably do it again, especially after I get a chance to talk about, or actually get a chance to play Apex Legends. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that. I am looking forward to it, but man, I, I'm terrible, so I don't think I'm going to be able to play Apex Legends. Um, at least Anthem, like, I can play on easy. Um, well, I mean, like that's that's positive. I was not hyped about Anthem at all. I was I was extremely skeptical. Oh, I know. Um, you told yeah, me. I mean, like you heard my initial thoughts about it, where I'm just like, eh. I mean, it could be good. I have I don't know enough about it yet. But after I played a little bit of the VIP demo um, a couple of weeks back, it just I was like, oh, oh, I get this game now. And then having spent even more time with it over for this past weekend it just solidified yes yeah. i get this yes this game actually feels quite good to play it's beautiful it's engaging i like the story i like the way everything really feels so yeah I'm same old. same I, I mean i'm in um the so um yeah i think so the, the let me tell you the story about why i couldn't play the vip demo the, yeah what happened there um, it t- so I actually had to contact EA customer service. Oh no, they're um, really nice though. Yeah, I'm sure it was fine. Um, so what had happened was, um, they uh, so it turns out that my PlayStation Network, so my PS3 and PS4 PSN IDs are the same uh, as most people's are. Yeah, I you have, might have not had the same problem I did. I had to call support for this problem too. So, um, I have because of EA Access, I have not played an Electronic Arts game on PS4 until now, because mm-hmm. that's how we got all of our quote-unquote review copies of, um, you know, various EA games. Is that I had EA Access and an Xbox One, so it gave me access to at least, you know, get close enough um, before launch by just playing the early demos, right? Okay. So um, I had, I so I did not have this problem yet on my PS4 because this generation I haven't tried to mess around. Um, and it turns out that another email address that I am not sure what it even was and they would not tell me um, was um being i created an ea account probably for like dragon age or some nonsense it would probably have been inquisition because i had the same problem on my playstation versus playing it on my pc where i had a completely different email address and i had to they had to sit there with me on the phone merge my two accounts so that i could play on PlayStation 4 again or end up playing yeah. on my computer or something like that. So I actually had the exact same issue, but I had my issue when I went back to play Inquisition again because yeah. I played Inquisition through four times through and I needed a fifth time apparently. I just needed to really scratch the Dragon Age itch. Uh, that's a, it gets you're, itchy. You're, you're a crazy person. Um, I'm still working <laughs> on Dragon Age 2. I started my, my Dragon Age 2 playthrough a little while ago. Um, it's a good game though. Yeah, a little beyond scope. Uh, for what we're we talk about here, Dragon Age, yes. not a family friendly game, not um, even remotely. Um, so the, um, so yeah, so I guess it's fairly common. Um, I talked to a guy, 
and they fixed it so now we can play EA games. Um, but man, it took like 45 minutes to fix it. And it turns out I was complaining the whole time. Um, and uh, it was my fault. What makes it worse, um, the only thing that makes it worse is that my wife, who was trying her absolute best to help me, said, I think you should probably just call their support. Because I bet you, you registered an account, registered an EA account. I was like, I can't believe I would have done that. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to complain on Twitter. Blah, 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 blah. And it turns out she was 100% right. So what's the lesson that I learned? Listen to the general. And I say this all the time um, that I and that I do because she's smarter than me. She's really a flawless track record except for marrying me. That's her mistake. Oh, um, Stop. Oh, I don't know. This is I tell this joke all. The, that's probably the thirtieth time I've told that joke on this podcast. I don't actually I'm mean throw, it. I'm going to throw things at you in real life. I'm going to throw soft things at you, like pillows and possibly feathers, like just nonsense. Stop that. Um. No comment. Ah. No comment. Uh, um. So the. So yeah, it was the the moral of the story is when your wife says, "Man, it's funny that you can't play this beta. You probably should call support because you probably have an EA account that you signed up for 20 years ago." Listen, because she's probably right. <laughs> this guy um, you right here. Yeah. So um so that's that's it. That's a lot of stuff. And here's what's a funny, folks. Happened. We skipped um talking about earnings calls for Square Enix and Capcom. Um, we, we talked about some of the EA stuff, but we didn't really not everything, not everything earnings are all over the place. Earnings came out last week. Earnings are still coming out. EA has earnings that dropped today. And Is there one tomorrow? There's more stuff the yes, rest of this week, right? Take two tomorrow. Take two tomorrow. So the, the <laughs> they'll be that okay. Publishes Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto and things like that. And they have a new oh. studio they announced, which yeah. is pretty cool. What? Yeah, I mean, so th- we've we're okay. I did have to explain to my son on the ride home today what Q three meant, um, and um, and he really it's had year to versus calendar year yeah, explaining to a twelve year old that Q three is actually October, November, and December, and he's like, "Well, what do you mean? If you divide twelve by three, that should be Q 4 I'm like, "Fun it fact, right. it is Q four. Except for the fact that video games and other businesses are weird. Um, it's so, year versus calendar year. Yeah, explaining that to a 12-year-old, his mind just melted. Um, but yeah, then, no. now he understands. I was like, now you're you're all set. You can go work for Amanda. The, the only company that is fiscal year and calendar year is lined up is Activision Blizzard. That's it. I wonder why. Is there a reason for that? Is, or is it just the way it's always been for them? Uh, I think it has everything to do with the way that the company was founded. Yeah. And the like the first time that or when they incorporated it and the the first time that they filed um yeah. with the board. I'm so. sure there's a very good reason why they are different. Yes. Um whether we know or know for certain who really I don't cares. Know for I'm sure they have a business for a living, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure they have a very good reason that they don't necessarily need to talk about because it doesn't matter. Um, Because it's just it means that it's not at the same time as all of these ones, which is good for everyone else. So, um, so that's what's crazy is we had a lot of stuff to talk about, and we didn't even talk about nearly all of it. Um, If it turns out as things shake out, things are more important. We'll just talk about it next time. 
Um, because, folks, this has been episode 163 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. I do hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as Amanda and I enjoyed our quiet fireside chat. Um, we will be it back. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so we will be back next week. We're going to talk about board games. Um, we're actually going to do board games two weeks in a row because here's what's going to happen, Amanda. Here's the schedule. Next week, we're going to talk about something. Um, and then because I can't do four weeks of video games in a row, then it wouldn't, we'd be defying our schedule. But then after that, um, we're going to be talking about all the cool stuff that we had an opportunity to see at the toy fair. Some things that I can speak about folks listening. This is what we call a tease in the business. I'm meeting with game, right? I am meeting with, uh, Haba games. Ooh. Um, I'm meeting with Yu-Gi-Oh. <gasps> um, That's a biggie. Uh, yeah. Um, and I'm meeting with redacted, 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 redacted. Bunch of stuff I can't really talk about, but it's going to be great. And I'm sure there's going to be other stuff that I have no idea is going to be there. I also have a date with the Funko Pop booth where I'm going to take lots of pictures like I did last year. Um, and... Yeah. Um, you have to come with me to the. We have to go to the Funko Pop booth together. Okay. We just have to go to the Funko Pop booth together because the Funko Pop booth is the reason Toy Fair exists for me outside of board games. (laughs) Like I literally am like board game section Funko Pops. Um. So um yeah. So folks, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will see you next week. But before I let you go, I have two favors to ask. The first. Actually, I have three, because if I don't mention the third one, Amanda's going to get mad at me. Um, So the first one is, um, I know for a fact that everybody listening to this podcast knows someone that needs to hear this show. They don't need, they don't know that they need to hear it yet, and that's fine, but they need to know it. Get this podcast in front of whoever you've got to. Um, We would appreciate that. Bigger audiences mean bigger access, better access, sponsors, you know, the whole deal. You know how this works. Those influencers, they got to do cool stuff because they have an audience. Um, So help me, and then we get to do cool stuff together. Um, So that's step one. Step two, if you can't find somebody to put this podcast in front of, I get it. It's fine. Um, We'd love if you would uh, head over to whatever podcast service you use to listen to us and leave us a review. Um, That would be iTunes, whatever. The the cool part about reviews is if you review our show – um, even if it's not a super great review, I prefer that, but even if it's more reviews tricks, the algorithm into showing us to more people. And then it's like recommending us to a friend you don't even have. Um, so that's, that's beautiful. Number two. Um, and number three, um, engage family gaming does have a Patreon. Now I don't mention yes. this a lot. Um, but if you go to engage slash Patreon, you will see that we have a humble Patreon. Um, where you can essentially subscribe to us. Um, if you feel comfortable just throwing us a dollar, maybe more, um, there are some rewards involved. We're going to be revamping the whole thing. Um, there might be like private Minecraft server for some of my people. Um, we're doing all sorts of stuff. Um, I'm mentioning this now. Um, I'll be mentioning it more frequently because if I don't, Amanda will get mad at me. Um, but... Um, please gently, consider I'll get mad at you gently. That's fine. Um, so yeah, just look at those things. So, um, until next time, this has been Steven and Amanda. Um, we hope you have a great day and don't forget 
to get your family game on. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.